This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show indeed. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and this is Real Presence Live, and my next guest is going to be interesting to you. She was the manager of a Planned Parenthood facility. Uh, She now leads 40 Days for Life campaign outside her former facility. Uh, This is going to be interesting. Sue Thayer is on the line as my guest. Sue, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Sue Thayer, T-H-A-Y-E-R, and I appreciate you being a guest today. Yeah, it's an honor to be on with you. So where do we start? Uh, Let's let's start uh, with your management of a Planned Parenthood facility. How did you get involved with that? Like so many people that work in the abortion industry, I started there really thinking that I was helping women and doing a good thing. And um, the facility I managed in Storm Lake, Iowa, and also in Lamar's, Iowa, I managed two for about five of the years that I worked there. But both of those were family planning only. But within a short time of starting as a manager at Planned Parenthood, you are kind of um, brought into the abortion part of it. And uh, if your listeners saw maybe the movie Unplanned, there's a scene in there where Abby goes into the the POC lab, the Products of Conception lab, and uh, has to see the, the tiny dismembered baby in the bowl. And, you know, if you can get through that and you can watch an abortion, then uh, you are good to go as far as moving up in the organization. But, of course, that's a, a, a litmus test, kind of, for uh, workers in the abortion industry. And so I, I made it through that and... Uh, Worked there for almost 18 years. I did sexuality education all over uh, northwest Iowa. It was really my job to get into the schools and uh, become friends with students so that they would feel comfortable coming to Planned Parenthood. And and, uh, I did that all those years and was very successful at it. What is Planned Parenthood doing with our children in sexuality education? That is a a big answer to that, but basically Planned Parenthood's goal is to come between parents and their children. That was my job uh, when I worked there. I would tell, you know, students and teenagers that it's fine to come in. We'll never confirm nor deny to your parents that you've been here. You can park in the back. You may not be sexually active yet, but when you are, we are the experts. And, uh, of course, in they would come. So it's very um, easy as a Planned Parenthood educator to get into a school because teachers tend to not like to uh, teach that part of their curriculum, whether it's reproductive health or anatomy, sexually transmitted infections, birth control, all of those things. Um, Very easy to say, I'm with Planned Parenthood. Would you like me to teach a class? And then once you do it, they want to keep having you come back and you're invited to teach more and more classes. So, uh, well, that, that that's interesting. Uh, what what is uh, what's the end game? What's Planned Parenthood's end game? Well, their goal really uh, mainly is money. Um, the bottom line is very important to them. As a Planned Parenthood manager, I always had a goal for number of abortion referrals done. 
the facilities in our affiliate that did surgical abortions, and then when we started doing chemical abortions, each of those services has a goal for each month. And if a manager does not hit their goal, uh, they are uh, basically reprimanded. You have to do a quality uh, action plan on why you didn't hit it and what you're going to do differently the next month. So managers try really hard to get people in the door because their incentives, their, I mean, we would be rewarded with, say, a pizza party, and sometimes raises are tied to your productivity. So um, it, it's very important that, as a manager to hit those goals. And, that's what makes doing sexuality education really important is, you know, that you're bringing people in. Sue Thayer is my guest. We're coming up on 30 minutes past the hour. She's a good guest indeed. This is going to be a good interview. Sue, let's back up a little bit before your life with Planned Parenthood. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What kind of family were you raised in? Uh, what, what, what's your, what was your faith But before that? Well, I was born and raised in Storm Lake, Iowa. That's my hometown, and that's where I applied to work at the Planned Parenthood. Um, I remember when Roe v. Wade was passed. I was, I think, middle school, um, and so it didn't mean much to me. I didn't live in a, a home where we really would discuss such things. You know, what does this mean for, for our country? You know, when that, that law was passed, um, so I didn't know much about abortion, and I remember going in for my interview at Planned Parenthood, and, and the interviewer, the regional director, said, you know, what do you think of our surgical services? And I said, what surgical services do you do here? And they said, well, we do surgical abortions in Des Moines. And I said, oh, well, I I think, you know, that a baby is alive right away, right? And this was before you could just hop on a smartphone and and look up, you know, what day the heart starts beating on an unborn baby. But she said, well, it isn't really murder until the fetus is viable. And I I said, I think we have to agree to disagree on that because I've had two children, and I know that there's life there, you know, before long before the baby can live outside the womb. And so I was really amazed that, that I got the job. It, it had to be God's hand. Uh, in there, and of course, I I did many many bad things over those years. I've learned that God can forgive anything, and He has forgiven me. But it doesn't erase, of course, all the you know the the havoc that I wreaked in in my town and in in the area. So, so Planned Parent hired you uh, while you disagreed with their morality on abortion. Basically, yes. Uh, that would never happen now because they are. Uh, so firmly entrenched in the, in the abortion uh, part of what they do. But at that time, uh, they would freely say, you know, abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. And uh, they, they would defend, basically, that they did lots of health care things and that abortion was, they would say, was only 3% of their services, which I learned as I worked there was really not true. The way they count visits uh, is not accurate. Uh, but Anyway, now, of course, their, their rallying cry is free, on-demand, and without apology. And so they've shifted a, a long ways uh, to the abortion side of things, and, and uh, I would never be hired there now, of course. Sue Thayer is my guest. Uh, we're going to take a break here in about uh, three or four minutes. Sue, I'm coming to you live from St. Mary's Central High School in North Bismarck, North Dakota. The bells are ringing. The students are changing classes right now. Um, and so that is the background noise here. 
with uh, uh, some announcements uh, in the life of this Catholic school in North Bismarck. Sue, we're going to take a break here in about three or four minutes. Let, you, you managed a Planned Parenthood facility. What, when did you start turning the corner on your conversion? It was really such a process uh, over those years. I worked there almost 18 years. I I guess you could say I'm a very slow learner, but um, people would sew into me and, uh, you know, say things like, you seem like a nice person. Are you sure you should be working there? And I would rationalize or justify it, you know, and say, well, we do some good things there, too, you know, and it's not all about abortion. We don't do abortions at the center that I work at although I would often rotate into abortion centers and help out when they needed, you know, staff. But um, it, it's just a way of, of justifying it. But I'm thankful for each person that did that because, you know, if we encounter someone now who doesn't agree with us, they're not pro-life, and they, you know, we have an interaction and it, 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 it doesn't go well, we still are planting a seed, and they might be thinking about that a week later, a month later, or a year later you know, something that we said. And and, um, so lots of people did that for me. I remember a guy that worked next door to our Planned Parenthood office, and he would park right in front of our our building, and he had just a handwritten note in his car, and it laid on the dashboard, and it said, you know in your heart abortion is wrong. And, ah, I would see that, and it was just like a, a pebble in my shoe, and I just could not reconcile with that. So... Things like that do make a big difference. So the pro-life message does resonate with people who are in the Planned Parenthood and abortion industry, and they should be encouraged in that. The, pro- the pro-life movement should be encouraged in, in a profound way by what you just said, Sue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our prayers are all matter, of course, but especially our public prayers, where we're outside, and, you know, you're standing in the snow or sleet, whatever, and people drive by, and they may be angry, they might give you, a, you know, a, a nasty gesture or something, but you still are planting that seed, and I think this side of heaven, we're not going to really fully understand how God uses our efforts and the ways that He takes our prayers and our public witness and blesses so many people. I mean, it, it's been amazing for me to see just how good he is. Sue Thayer is a, a great guest for us. We're going to take a short break. We're talking about her journey. Sue Thayer is my guest. We're talking about her journey from Planned Parenthood to the 40 Days for Life. We're going to talk about what is 40 Days for Life and, and uh, when, when is it and, and what, what does it do? Sue, so if you can just hang on, we're going to take a short break. I need to continue visiting with you, all right? Sure will. Uh, we're going to take a short break on our Real Presence Radio Network. Again, thank you to all of our listeners who support us. We'll be back in just one moment. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. 
prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. I would say um, where Catholic Radio has played a pretty important role in my faith is I, I'm a scientist, so I, I think of everything kind of in knowledge and intellectual terms. So Catholic Answers helped a lot because I might have some questions or I, I, there was a lot that I wasn't aware of. And it always seems like the caller's questions were just timed perfectly for whatever I was wondering about or had questions about. So I was able to learn kind of piece by piece and, and build. And now with kids, I really like to hear Dr. Ray's show with all the little discipline tips because he makes it so simple. Yes. Um, I think for me, you know, the history has, has been really interesting. You know, I grew up Catholic and we went to Sunday school and, and religious education, but you can always learn more and there's just, you know, there's only so much that you can learn. I mean, when you're just going once a week to religious education. So for me, it's just been really interesting to learn, you know, why do we do this or where did this come from or, you know, or to be able to answer questions when people have them. I think that's been the biggest help. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. Um, If you've heard the first 15 minutes of this interview, um, keep listening to it. If you're listening to this on any podcast or on our site, uh, go, go back, pick it up at the bottom of the hour because we talked about Soothayer's um, career, you could say, with Planned Parenthood, how she was involved with the sexual, sexuality education of our children. She gave some more insight into into what Planned Parenthood really is, as, as did the movie Unplanned. But visiting with Sue, I, I've learned a lot more about uh, Planned Parenthood's end game with the sexuality education of our children. Sue, now we're talking about your journey from Planned Parenthood to 40 Days for Life. Um, what is 40 Days for Life? It is a, an amazing, wonderful, life-saving ministry that was started really in Bryan College Station, Texas, by a, a group of college students at A&M that uh, were praying outside of a Planned Parenthood abortion facility there, and the manager happened to be Abby Johnson, and um, they prayed and prayed and prayed there for years and showed really the unconditional love of Jesus Christ and weren't angry, they weren't condemning, um, kind to the women going in and did their best to help. And finally one day, Abby uh, saw an ultrasound-guided abortion and kind of laid that wand down after she saw what happened to that baby and headed out the door and went straight to the the pro-life office down the street. And and, um, the rest is kind of history. Sean Carney and David B. Wright were the founders of 40 Days and it spread from there to like two or three other cities. And now this fall, um, we're in 588 cities. It's our biggest campaign ever. 
um, all around the world, 36 countries, and, and our new country that we added this fall is Cuba. So we have two vigils in Cuba, so we're very thankful for that. What, what do you do? <laughs> what, what do you, what's your role in 40 Days for Life? Well, we, we pray and fast. Um, in front of abortion facilities. And, of course, we have a a national team that I guess is about 15 of us, and we do the the behind-the-scenes, you know, run the website and put up web pages for each location. And I travel. I'm the director of outreach, and I get to go around to vigils and try to be kind of a cheerleader and be an encouragement uh, to the leaders and the volunteers. But Basically, it's a peaceful, prayerful presence, 40 days in the spring and 40 days in the fall. Um, we hold signs that say, pray to end abortion, choose wise, here to help, love them both, um, things like that. And some places our volunteers will try to reach out to the women more, and some volunteers are more comfortable just standing quietly and praying. They may have... Um, their rosary, they may have a Bible, they may, you know, be singing quietly. I mean, all of those things we see, and and we know many women will say, I don't really want to have an abortion, but I I don't have any other option. If God wants me to not do this, he's going to have to send a sign. And they get down to the abortion facility for their appointment, and there's one lone person or two standing out there on the sidewalk praying, and they say, that's the sign, I can't do it. We often have women come back to an abortion facility when someone is out there praying and say, you know, you don't know me, but I had an appointment last year, and here is my, you know, six-month-old baby. And so those are sweet, sweet moments for us where we get to see a wee one that was saved because of someone uh, standing out there praying. And we know that, uh, I know personally, that if somebody's outside praying, women do not like to come in. And Abby Johnson said up to 75% of women going in, you know, they would have a no-show rate that high. So your prayers do matter out there. And just the presence on the sidewalk blesses, of course, the workers, the women, the people going by, and, and yourself with all that one-on-one time with the Lord. Where are you currently? We visited briefly off the air of some of the cities you've been to and where you're going and the the, 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 the crowds that are still impressing you despite the pandemic. Give us your current status. Well, I live in, in northwest Iowa, so I'm, not, I'm kind of a neighbor to you all um, to the south there, but I am traveling in Ohio. I flew in on uh, Sunday to Cincinnati, and I did Cincinnati, Dayton, Toledo, and then over to Cleveland. Now I'm in Canton for an event uh, here pretty quick. And then tonight I go to Youngstown and then Pittsburgh. And then I will head back home to Iowa. And then next week it will be in So I'm very excited to, to be there as well. And your crowds are uh, impressive to you, despite everything? Well, the, the first the first several places I've been, the minimum has been 100 people. And We've had um, all of them outside so people can feel more comfortable, you know, with fresh air and and a little bit more space. But last night we had a a wonderful event at St. Vianney uh, Catholic Church in uh, Cleveland, and they had everything spaced out and every, uh, you know, so it it felt good for, I think, everybody that wanted to to social distance, but we were still able to be inside and, and have a sound system and all of that, so... They've all been just wonderful, but with each of them, I would at least a hundred people. Cincinnati had even more than that, so I was 
very uh, excited and enthused by knowing that people are still coming out. Are you just with Catholic churches? No, it's an ecumenical, a non-denominational thing. Of course, we're very uh, thankful for our Catholic uh, brothers and sisters because they lead the charge, really, in the pro-life world. But um, we, we encourage all churches to be involved in if there's a, a 30 days vigil that's kind of run, let's say by a diocese or a specific parish or whatever, you know, we we encourage them to reach out to other churches, and sometimes that's slow going, but it's all kind of building the foundation. And I know in Storm Lake, when we had our 30 days for life vigil, um, we had you know some differences of like, well, we don't pray like that or whatever, but. God just healed that, and within uh, probably the second week, we were all together, and, and uh, many friendships formed, and then, of course, we saw our abortion facility very close. So it was an amazing miracle to watch. Sue Thayer is my guest. She has described her journey from Planned Parenthood to the 40 Days for Life. How do people get involved, Sue, with the 40 Days for Life in their area if they want? Uh, the pastors maybe the diocese, your website, whom should they call? Mm-hmm. Check out 40daysforlife.com, and um, you can go and click on the locations button and, and type in your city and see what the closest vigil is. But even if it's a long ways away, we still need prayer and support and uh, all of those things, because that's what really keeps us, us running. But you can sign up for our emails. They go out daily during the 40 days spring and fall vigils, and there's great stories about babies saved all around the world and, and wonderful things. We have a magazine that's free. It comes out quarterly, and you can sign up for that. Um, we do a weekly podcast uh, that you can listen. It's got all the current uh, pro-life news in there. And then we have, uh, of course, social media, but Sean is active on YouTube, and he does a vlog um, with just kind of what's going on and, and news, and those are all ways to kind of keep up on not just 40 Days for Life, but just the pro-life world and what's going on and uh, talking about the justice opening and all of those things. We try to keep up on all of that stuff. Sue, thank you for being a guest. Uh, you, you've been uh, incredible, and not not just uh, to bolster the work of the pro-life movement, but uh, ju- just to, to hear how God has worked uh, through you and to uh, to give us all hope uh, d- despite how, how, how dark... Uh, um, the the culture of life, uh, the culture of death can get, and and how light the culture of life can can become. So you you've been a beacon to so many people in the Upper Midwest here with your interview. Thank you very much, thank Sue. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Blessings on your work. I, I hope to uh, meet you sometime. All right. Uh, so keep a keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for Schumacher. I hope to I hope to see you. I hope to see you. Okay. Thank you very much, Sue. That's Sue Thayer. She described her journey from Planned Parenthood to 40 Days for Life. That was a surprising interview. I don't know who uh, in my producer uh, group there found that interview, but that kudos to them. Eli, huh? I think Therese can take the credit for that one. But yeah, you, great pre- interview. Appreciate that a lot. Eli, give us a preview of the next show. Yeah, absolutely. Great show today, Monsignor. We've got another good one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Deacon Paul Trinan and Heather Carroll, coming to you from the Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. We'll start off the show with a powerful conversion story of one person's journey from Islam to Catholicism. You won't want to miss that. Then Chris Motes of the South Dakota Catholic Conference... We'll talk about voting as a Catholic in November. 
plus Suzanne McDonald will talk about teaching the theology of the body through fiction. All this and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. All right, Eli, what do you got? You got good weather out your area? Oh, it's a beautiful day. Not much of a breeze today. It's nice and warm. It'll be a good day. Leaves are turning color. Birds are flying. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too, Monsignor. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. I will have the... The 1210 Mass Central Time at Corpus Christi. You can uh, see me online if you want to watch that, uh, that Mass. We live stream all of our daily Masses at the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, as do so many others. At that Mass, I'm going to talk about our reading today from Luke chapter 8, where our Lord talks about his family. He will say, whoever obeys God's word, whoever obeys God's word is my family, and whoever listens to the will of God is his family. So my prayer for all of you is let's continue to pray for God's will in our life. Uh, We heard how, for example, God's will changed the life of Mark Ani, and now his life is changing so many others. Just continue to pray for God's will. And I I gave a talk at a confirmation retreat uh, this past weekend at our at our parish, and I just I just stressed to these young people: just pray, do two things: just pray for God's will, just pray. That's the best prayer for our young people. Just pray, Lord, show me Your will for me, and then be patient as life unfolds. That's my prayer for all of you during this 25th week of the year. I'll be back with you. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and I thank all of you, and I pray for all of you for supporting and listening to Real Presence Radio. I'll be back at a later date, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of the programming. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.